we really do exist to be disciples of Jesus who um, make other disciples who live in love like Jesus. Uh, one of the things you may not know about us is 30 years or so ago, we began with a Bible study. Part of the DNA of our church is we um, help people get into the Word, and the Word begins to change their life. Uh, one of the people that helped us start the church, his name was Otto Berg. Otto just went home to be with the Lord. He almost made it to 100, 10 days short of 100. So we celebrate his life, but we also celebrate a new birth that's happening out in Brunswick and through Scott and some others that are part of the core team. So I thought I'd take a moment this morning and uh, let Scott tell you a little bit about what's happening in Brunswick. Yeah, so you hear us talk all the time about what God has called us here to make disciples, and that comes from Matthew chapter 28, where Jesus says, he says, hey, I'm in charge. All authority's been given to me. Now, whenever someone says, I'm in charge, it always comes right before something that's really important. I would never say, hey, I'm in charge, and guess what? The pickles are in the fridge. Just get them whenever you want them. <laughs> like, that doesn't make, but if I said, hey, Jesus says, look, I'm in charge, and then he gives us this commission. He says, go and make disciples. And we, so we put a ton of energy behind this make disciples thing. We know that being a disciple of Jesus means that, that we follow Jesus, that we understand the story of Jesus with our head, that we let him transform our heart, and that it flows out into how we how we use our hands, our head, our heart, our hands as we serve those around us. But you can't read Matthew 28 where Jesus says, go, make disciples, baptizing them, teaching them. You can't read that without missing that word at the beginning, that I want you to go. So it involves our head, it involves our heart, it's our hands, but at some level, it's our feet as well. That we have to go. And so that's something that God's put on my heart, and, and as a church leadership team, we, we decided that we want to invest some energies down there. So I've been spending time on Wednesdays. I go down to a coffee shop in Brunswick, and I just work from there. But my desire is that I could develop relationships mm. with people. The primary metaphor that's used when it comes to evangelism and sharing the story, the good news of Jesus, is one of farming. And, and the neat thing about living in this area is we can see the remnants of farming all over the place. <laughs> On the way down to Brunswick, there's this beautiful stone wall. <laughs> you ever seen those? It's kind of neat living on the East Coast, and they have all these stone walls. around. You know what that's from? It's from when the farmers first showed up, and it was nothing but trees, and it was nothing but rocks in the field. And they had to take the rocks out. They had to clear the trees and they had to put those rocks somewhere so they turn them into a wall but it's this for me it's this picture that when it comes to sharing the gospel that before we ever cast seed we have to prepare the soil that 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 putting the seed in the ground and then harvesting it that's like that's like the last 10 to 5 percent of the process right most of it is preparing the soil. So I've been going down there just trying to forge relationships. And I want to tell you about three, uh, three conversations I had in one day down there. Hmm. There was a young lady. We'll call her Alex. And I saw her, and I've, I've seen her many times when I've been there, and I, I'm getting to know her. And she had, like, her arm was all wrapped up. And I said, Alex, what happened to your arm? She said, well, I lost my temper, and I put my hand through the wall. Hmm. Lost my temper at my boyfriend. I put my hand through the wall, and I said, wow, that, that's intense. I wanted to say, well, <laughs> don't lose your temper, right? But it was intense. And so, and, and so I was like, well, did you go to the hospital? I said, yeah, I went to the hospital 
But my grandparents are my guardian, and they wouldn't go with me, hmm. so they wouldn't fix my arm. I'm hoping that they'll go back hmm. this next week. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, how can we bring the love of Jesus to someone like Alex? Mm-hmm. And then I'm sitting down, and I have a conversation with this gentleman named Don. He's an older gentleman. And I had many conversations to that point with him. And I could tell, just by the way that he talked, he kind of had like this really smart kind of sound. And I, not, I thought maybe he was like a biologist or a geologist, some sort of scientist, right? And as I was talking with him, he said to me, you know, isn't it good to have conversation with people that are positive in the world? Mm-hmm. There's so much negative things because life is so short. Mm-hmm. And every, like all the gospel radars in me was like, oh, this is great. We're going to talk about end of life things and we'll talk about heaven. And he said, man, you know, I just hope that when this life is over, you know, our atoms get recycled. Mm-hmm. I hope, wouldn't it be really neat if my atoms someday could be soaring through the universe on a comet. Wouldn't that be neat? And it occurred to me that that was his hope in this life. That was it. He had had just buried his wife. And I'm thinking, really? Your hope is that your wife is going to be with you on a comet? And And then right behind us, there was this woman, Debbie. She heard our conversation. And she chimed in about how she had this uh, near-death experience, an NDE, she called it in short, and how, and how she believes in reincarnation. And if that we do really good things now, maybe we can come back as a, as a better person. And if we come back, if we do bad, like that was, her, that was her hope for the future. And, it, and for me, it's like I left that day going, holy cow, how do, we, how do we bring a gospel community into this world? And the thing is, that's, that's one world, right? That's one community, even in our county. Yeah. How, do we, how do we bring the gospel into this area? And so the elders and R, we, we've sent a team down there, and so we're building a community on Saturday nights. And last night we had about 42 people there. Awesome. And, and we're just saying, hey, how do, we, how do we create an environment where a lady like Alex can come in and feel like we love her, mm-hmm. Right? Before, before, we ever, before we ever put a book in front of her face, we say we love you. How can, we, how can we do that? So we're spending our time talking about how we can know, how we can know the gospel, how we can know the story of Jesus, how we can live that out in the context of community, and then how do we as a group give it away? That's what we've been spending our time on. And it's been a sweet thing. We'll be sharing some more things as the months go on here. It's exciting how God's working and moving. But to me, what's so beautiful is... What Otto Berg started 30 years ago, what these people came into this environment, and they probably had a conversation with someone like Alexa, they probably had a conversation with someone like Don and Debbie, mm-hmm. and they said, how do we bring the gospel into this place? That's right. I know, we'll bring in a young Ardellis Green. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. I've seen the pictures. They bring in, and, and, and they had that conversation. And here's the thing, church. Every single church you have been a part of, ever, every church you've ever stepped foot in, was put there by someone who had that conversation. How do we bring the gospel here? My life has been changed because someone planted a church in Orlando, Florida, Hmm. where I accepted Christ, right? Someone planted this church, and we get to be a part of that chain, right? We get to be a part of that. And I'm excited about it, and I know that as a body, we're excited about it too, and we're just praying. We're praying for God to to step in and help us with all of this because we need it, right? Yeah. Well, let's pray together. Uh, I'm going to pray, and then when I'm done, we'll dismiss the kids, and we're going to worship God through giving. Well, Lord, I pray 
uh, I do pray for my friends down in Brunswick, my friends down at Beans in the Belfry. Pray for Alex, Lord, that she wouldn't run anymore to the patterns of this world. God, that she would find hope in Jesus Christ. Yes, God. I pray for Don, who his best hope is that his atoms will be recycled in a comet someday. Pray for Debbie, whose best hope is reincarnation. Lord Jesus, you are the only truth. You are the highest truth. You are the hope of this world. And we get to be bearers of that. So God, I pray for these people. And, and now this is, this is three relationships, and we all have these relationships. We have these relationships in downtown Frederick and Walkersville. We have these, rela- these relationships in, out in the farm fields with our neighbors. God, would you use us in a mighty way? God, so we come together and we worship and we lift your name and we experience the joy of your presence. But, Lord, at the same time of our own transformation, we recognize that people need to be a part of this. And so we, we, want, we want to be disciples who, who know you with our head, who, who are transformed by our heart, who in our hands we serve, but in our feet we go and we bring this good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So Jesus, when we give this stuff, when we, when we give our time, our talents, our treasure, when we, when we give to you sacrificially, in my mind, God, I just think, oh, Lord, would you please use this stuff? Would you use these resources for someone like Don, for someone like Debbie, for someone like Alex? We love you, Jesus. Thanks for our children as they head off in just a moment. God, would you bless them? Would they know you? Would they live out? the relationship with you, God, would you put them on mission? God, as we open your word, we want to invite your spirit and his presence into this place, that you would shine a light into the deep recesses of our soul and show us where we're out of alignment with you and how we can come back under your authority, come back in your mission, come back in the joy of your presence. Lord, would your word instruct us and teach us today? We pray this in the name of Jesus, according to his power, his character, and his authority. Amen. Children, you are dismissed. Ushers will be forward, and we're going to spend just a few moments worshiping God through giving.